Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com, coming to you live from COG Studios on a Wednesday night. That's right, Wednesday, July 10th, ahead of the LA Galaxies. Uh, let's see, July 12th, Friday night game against the San Jose Earthquakes, kicking off at 8 p.m., uh, another rematch of the Cali Classico. The second time in about three weeks, the two teams will play against each other. So we're certainly going to get you ready for that. And what that means for the LA Galaxy coming down is the Galaxy gets some players back. Uh, we have some rumors still floating around. In fact, it's just one rumor now, really, at this point. And so we're going to do our best to sort of break down all of our understanding on that as well. We have injury updates, and I have some of the weirdest rules you've ever heard for the League's Cup, and that's going to be fun, too. Uh, in order to help me do all of that, he's back. That's right. We can't get rid of him now, actually. Uh, please welcome back to the show, Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vieira. Eric, how's it going, buddy? It's going all right. I'm back again. I was going to say. Yeah, another another week goes by. Still don't have that Michael Araujo intro. Interesting. Yeah, I don't do, know. Do you not have his number? Yeah, I must have lost it. I, you know what? Pretty soon, by the way, you keep complaining and the way he <laughs> listens. He's going to just he's send gonna it. Just he's going to just send it. Well, if you're listening, Mike, and I know you are. Send that in. Send that in. Yeah, make Josh do some work here. Yeah, maybe a little bit of work. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll, we'll, we'll you know, see. I'm, I'm an official. I'm a man. All right. I'm a Dodge Stratus. <laughs> uh, before we get too crazy here, uh, we are decked out. If you're watching the live stream, <laughs> we are decked out in our in our El Silencio Mezcal. We're uh, shameless kits. We are yeah. sh we are shameless shameless shills. I yeah. mean, I don't know what else to say it. Yeah, it, we're not we're not a, a difficult sell. No, we're not yeah. at all. I, yeah. I would I would direct everybody, and we're going to talk about a little bit about Eric's experience here shortly um, at a uh, a very secretive place that you will find out exactly where it's at if you head to the article on. A uh, good job by keeping it secret. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> I was uh, going to say complete with I, pictures. You yeah. could have drawn a map, maybe that would have that would have helped. I a guess little it's bit. counterintuitive, but you know, it, it, I left a little bit behind the veil. But anyway, we're going to talk a little bit about Eric's uh, uh, experience there, uh, being hosted by uh, El Silencio Mezcal. Uh, we're also going to be joined a little later by the uh, national brand manager for El Silencio Mezcal, uh, Natalia Garcia Burke. And I think during the course of this and and throughout there, Eric and I are also going to figure out a way to get some of our listeners. Uh, yeah. Into the speakeasy coming up. I was going to say some Friday. of the lucky few. I was one of the lucky few who you was were. able to experience. Maybe, maybe if you're listening now or you're watching live, you could be one of the lucky few. So you, we'll figure something out. It could happen. I mean, I'm not going to say it's not going to happen. I just, I, it's, it's one of those things. We, we've been sworn to secrecy. Yeah, I was going to say, and also um, with with the with with these jerseys, I, I think we should go without saying, and, and it's our disclaimer, but also really it's our business model as well. That um, if you want to, you know, have anything on this show, um, you send <laughs> us free stuff, and we're pretty much we'll wear it. We're, yeah. we'll, we'll wear it immediately. It's and, not and especially if it's a good looking jersey like this. This that, that just makes it way easier, and it fits. It fits. Nice. It's, 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 anyway, you, yeah. if you're if you're a great podcasting, by the way, yeah. you really look how nice good. these are. <laughs> look how good we look. We're on we're on YouTube. We're, this is a live stream. Yeah. People are watching this, right? We can we yeah they are. There's like okay. five people. Well, there at you least. go. So anyway, so we have that as well. So we'll be talking a little bit about that. But I wanted to uh, you know just sort of kick things off as we get ready for San Jose. Obviously, it's another Cali Classico matchup. Um, but this is also the first of two rivalry games here in back to back Fridays um, as the LA Galaxy really are pointed in the next two games at LAFC whenever you think about all this. Um, so we're going to get you ready for that. Understand all the injury updates and everything that we can give you on all the rumors uh, uh, sort of how it goes. But let's start with uh, maybe a surprise win. It wasn't really a surprise to me whenever you saw who the yeah. who, who was nominated. But um, Zlatan Ibrahimovic wins another award. Uh, he wins an ESPY. 
yeah. for MLS Soccer Player of the Year. Are you or, or what was it? Best what? MLS player. Best MLS player. Yeah, they had a lot of categories. They had international soccer player. They had uh, women's player, men's player. So it was interesting the categories that they had there. If you actually go and look up uh, the 2019 ESPYS, uh, there's there's a pretty big list uh, of nominees and categories. But for best MLS player. Who else? But the lion. But the lion. Zlat- Zlatan Ibrahimovic. This, this is really more. Um, whenever we say this is more for like last year than it really was. Like it's a calendar yeah. year thing, so yeah. you can sort of cut it off in the middle somewhere. And, and when you talk about ESPN and 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 the sound bites and the highlights, I mean, you look who else was on there: Joseph Martinez, Wayne Rooney, Aaron Long, and Zlatan. I mean, out, out of those four players, who is ESPN going to give that award to and recognize? Uh, for their efforts and uh, you know ESPN being a visual medium and uh, he's been on the sh- on the on the network a bunch of times doing interviews so of course you know when you saw the nomination list it, w- it wasn't going to be anyone else but but for what he's done over the last two seasons he- he's deserving of some award well yeah I mean something he needs to get something what I, I mean I'm <laughs> sure the, troubles I'm here. sure the man is not like void of awards or confidence <laughs> uh, whenever it comes down there uh, we're also up on the website coming up uh, here after I get done recording this because it's been a crazy day. Uh, for me, just with regular work and everything else that sort of goes around it. Um, we're also going to have an article up from Larry Morgan about his uh, his time at training. I have some quotes here that we're going to be able to talk to as well so we can give you that training update. But before we get too far away from things, um, for me, I have to just briefly share some of this League's Cup craziness. The that, League's that, Cup. I mean, I know. It, listen, I see a very thick manual. Again, great pod. Great pod. Great oh, pod. Look, look how thick that is! <laughs> wow. But again, considering this is a, a tournament with eight teams, eight teams. That's a lot of paperwork for a tournament with it's eight teams. Seventeen pages. Okay. Um, somebody asked me what size the font was. From what I can tell, it looks like eleven or twelve. I okay. mean, you know, it's normal. It's all within range. Normal, yeah. Actually, you know what? It might be it a ten. Little, it looks ten to it, me. It yeah. might be ten. Nine or ten. Um, but there are seventeen. 17 pages of competition guidelines for the League's Cup. Now, I, of course, read every single page. That, you know, that's why we're here. <laughs> yeah. We're here to give you the in-depth analysis of the League's Cup that you've been wanting and clamoring for. Um, there may have been times. This is actually, I read this more as a comedy uh, than anything else. <laughs> okay. I, I thought it was, it was humorous at times. There's some weird stuff in here. I will tell you this right now. You talked about the eight teams. The okay. eight teams is interesting because the eight teams only is right now for this year. All right. Okay. Oh, they, there, they, there they, res- they reserve the right to determine the number of teams in this tournament. Of and course. it says so right here. It says in 2019, there'll be four teams from MLS and four teams from Liga MX. But that doesn't mean it's going to be that way next year. And Perfect. as we as we all noticed that um, <laughs> that they only picked, um, I don't know, they only picked four teams from each yeah. one and they did, and there was no qualification guidelines. Yeah. It they, wasn't FIFA rankings. It right. wasn't, you know, MLS table rankings. It wasn't current form. Yeah. So, so it was, Hey, you four, you four, you, you guys, you guys have jerseys yeah. you're free on this date. Yeah. You, Join me. You're, you're, you're there. Um, so whenever you look at that, what that, what that really is, is it's the league's cup sort of saying, and it's the competition committee saying that we are allowing MLS to pick your four teams. And we're allowing Liga MX to pick your four teams, but those two organizations going forward get to pick the selection criteria okay. for that. So it sounds like there could be some qualifications. Um, for next year's yeah, tournament. I, I'd love to hear what MLS comes up with. I mean, but say. what are you going to do? Are you going to punish teams by playing more games, by being like the top? You're going to take top the top teams? four? You finish yeah. in the top four? Well, and then you saw what happened uh, to Toronto the year after they won MLS Cup, all the extra games that they had to play in, and you saw the effect that it had on their, their season uh, that year. So, so yeah, it's, it's not really a reward, but at the same time, uh, I get I get it from the league's perspective because you want to showcase y- your teams, but it, it's just, you know, the league's cup. Concacaf, it's yeah. going to do what it's going to do. All the, you know, MLS, everyone, 
everyone kind of knows <laughs> knows knows what the score is going into these things. Well, you'll be happy to know that the duration of this particular of these matches is two halves of 45 minutes with a 15 okay. minute well, thing. Was well, the shootout in is the the, the, it the is running shootout? No running shootout. Oh, but, man. but I'm waiting for one tournament to bring but, that in. But the big thing is that they said VAR will be in use. Well, that's good. Okay, so VAR will be in use. And, or not good. And, yeah, however. <laughs> well, quite honestly, I think that if you watch the Gold Cup, the absence of VAR was pretty striking. And yes. it, it was it was different, especially whenever you watched it. If, it, if it's available, and it is available in these MLS stadiums, because it, yeah, it's, it's a, league-wide. It's so, all in MLS yeah, stadiums, you, yes. You use it if it's there. So uh, the only sort of twist is there's no extra time straight to penalty kicks, which makes sense as well. Yeah. So who cares? We, it's we 90 don't minutes. Need a, no, we don't need 120 minutes nobody a, needs on a that. Tuesday night. So it'll go straight to penalty kicks. Now, the weirdest part, and no, I don't have the graphics to show you but you're gonna have to trust me on this one um is that in the this is was actually listed in like the the cliff notes version of like highlights of things that are coming <laughs> you from, must this is the must read this is the must reads weird this is this is really big stuff guys you're gonna want to make sure that you get this um but the the big thing was that there are going to be and i quote ball racks behind really? the goals for like the first th time in north america this was literally is this like the three-point shootout yeah. like you know you you get yeah. five shots you get five shots as quick as you can okay so so there are there are ball racks doesn't two ball racks behind each goal so basically you wow. think on either side of sort of the goal back okay. against the boards and i think each one of them hold four balls wow you paint a great picture yeah isn't what isn't it isn't it exciting <laughs> Um, so anyway, so those ball racks are there, um, and the ball racks have all sorts of stipulations and mandatory, and they're like, for the first time ever in North America, <laughs> in order to speed up play, we're putting ball racks in there. Now, wow. they still have ball boys, ball kids okay. um, around, and they dictate not only where the ball racks should go in their diagrams, but where the ball kids should sit wow. as well So and stand. And I got well, that. I mean, I get it. The, I mean, I understand that people want their balls held a specific way. So, <laughs> yes. you know, I, I get where they're coming from. Yes, absolutely. Well, as you would also <laughs> then understand that if it is not your, so the team that does not have possession of the ball, if they went to said ball rack, yeah, they just grab it and they grabbed it to throw it in, like say like, yep. here's your ball play. Um, that can be punishable by a yellow card or <laughs> other tomfoolery with the ball racks. See, I like this. This is like rock and truck. Back <laughs> uh, if anyone watched MTV back in the day where they had the, the 50 point shot, you know, throw a ball rack in. Hey, yeah. bring in a second ball. Let's yeah. bring in a second ball. Let's spice things up. Yeah, I like it. Uh, the, the chat room obviously having a good time with this as well. Uh, LA Native a lot of hot says, ball talk. Yeah, the uh, LA Native says, this is confusing. Let's just fold the tournament. <laughs> um, and it says, uh, yeah, let's see. Uh, Gene says, uh, games are decided by the Shasta halftime challenge. Oh. That's a good one. I'd, uh, I'd watch that. Yeah, and uh, uh, Philip asked a good question though. How many times are the bo are those balls going to be knocked over, shot at, whenever? Because you're going to miss. And, and then you see so you have the ball boys who are responsible, or or girls, excuse me, yes. ball, ball kids. Yeah, you have those who are responsible for putting the ball back in play. But who's replenishing They're, the ball? Racks? They have to. They have to do okay. that. And that's there's a, a tough job. And, and as a matter of fact, are they paying these kids? Is I, this child labor? I know we didn't talk about this. We're going to blow. But the there cover is a this. guideline in here for how the ball ball kid is supposed to replace the balls on the ball rack. Wow. I, I am not kidding. This is why it's 17 <laughs> pages. It's like, is this crazy? But but I kind of love it because when, when you see things in these tournaments and you see the ball rack, I think the Portuguese uh, League Cup, you know, the last three years, like it was brought in by drone. It, the ball floated in. So someone has to think of this. And obviously it needs to be planned out and written down. So as silly as it is, it, it's just kind of funny. It's fascinating to me all the work that goes in uh, to make a tournament like this happen. 17 pages. <laughs> 17 pages. Oh, someone had to create that. Someone yes. created that document as, as their job. But you know they copied and pasted from somewhere else, right? <laughs> I mean, this is not, you can't honestly, you know, see how it is. Uh, Gene also says that New England, should they play in the League's Cup, uh, their balls would be deflated. Oh, that's um, fair. <laughs> by the way, Gene, I just want to let you Points. know that, that according to the competition guidelines from League's Cup, the balls are to be inflated 
to 12 to a minimum of 12 psi and a maximum of 14 psi. Well, that's just standard. That's uh, obviously everyone everybody knows, knows that. that. I know. See, I don't know. Now you're getting too repetitive. Here. Oh, it's that's just something me up. everyone knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's how it was. All right. So, anyway, I, I just thought that being, Good talk. being I being I read <laughs> that and I wanted to sort of sort of look at this. I wanted you to. I wanted people to understand like that there are guidelines that actually dictate this tournament. It's it's you it's can, a thing. It's not for fun. You we can make fun of it, but they're taking this yeah. very seriously and. Um, there's actually a clause in this that says that teams who agree to participate must participate, like except outside of like you know the the force majeure, right? Which okay. is basically God striking down the the, <laughs> the football stadium or or you know yeah. anything else. In I'm between. curious as, as to what the thought process is, is behind that. So teams have to participate. Well, it's sort of like if you, if, if you selected, if you've been selected yeah. to be in this and however it goes, then you're you obligated. No. Yeah. Then it's okay. sort of like you're obligated to do it unless like there's reasons and you can get out of it. And then the competition committee gets to change it and all that stuff. Um, uh, somebody asked, you know, are, are the other teams in this taking this seriously? I don't know how well, Liga MX teams yeah. are going to take this. We'll I don't. I don't know how Houston basically already said that they're going to be playing their their Rio Rio Grande River. What is the RGV Again, FC? I, I, I'm their, hardly I'm hardly able to keep up with the LA Galaxy. The now. US their USL, USL. team basically uh, was going to come out and play. But just go um, Houston Dynamo two. Let's not get cute with it. Yeah, H two. <laughs> all right. Um, so no, as you look at this. So I mean, I, I know that in MLS, I, I'll be honest. I, if the Galaxy take this seriously, one, they'll ruin my birthday on the twenty third because yeah. you know, I, which is first and foremost, that's the most important thing. Well, can we also? And I think I already <laughs> told everybody, um, but I actually knew this a little bit beforehand because I was talking to one of the hosts of this uh, this particular thing. But ESPN is is televising this yeah. game between. The, the Jolos and um, and the LA Galaxy. ESPN, national ESPN. Has the rights. Has the rights and will be there and will broadcast this. Not on ESPN 2 or I, it might not be on Ocho. ESPN 2 or yeah. it's not on ESPN Plus. This is a nationally televised game. And so does that like change in any way what you think of this this particular team? Uh, I, I don't think so because it, it, it reminds me a lot of the, the what is the the ICC, the International Champions Cup. Those games were on ESPN it, it was, you know, essentially a meaningless uh, tournament. So it kind of has that feel. The fact that both leagues are involved, you can tell everything has to start somewhere. So maybe at some point, you know, it's, it, this will be an official thing and, and it will be taken seriously. But we're going to find out in the first round uh, where teams value this. Because if, if, if the Liga MX teams uh, start essentially their B teams or their youth and the Galaxy and Houston uh, start their youth, then we know how each club values this yeah but if you see the Liga MX teams you know go full force and bring their full team and starters uh, then you say well they're trying to win this thing and then that may change uh, the perspective in the second round right whoever if, if an MLS team happens to make it through they'll say well this team you know took it seriously the last game so maybe we should put our starters in uh, if we're going to give this a shot in a semifinal. All right. Romero in the chat room asks, how many substitutions are allowed? And that is, the answer is three. So well, it is, is And there's no subs. extra time, so no extra sub. Nope. They, yeah. uh, each one of the teams will actually have to submit a roster uh, um, that that is like you have, of clubs yeah. of players that you're allowed to pick from, which is again like it's just like it's any other roster, tournament. Yeah. yeah. Um, so so that's also there. Um, but yeah, is there a, a maximum on the roster? I don't Can know. they submit all 28, or do they need a 23? I didn't I didn't see that oh, part. Come on. I know. I went you, through so much stuff. It's was, 17 it's pages. Page 16, I, section B. Yeah, I remembered a lot of stuff that I didn't think I'd remember as people were asking these questions. Um, other people are also asking in the chat room. You know what? What do you think the percentage of Jolos fans to Galaxy fans is going to be at this? And I would say that if you're 
if your team is the the uh, the Jolos and you live up here yeah. in in LA Which, and your team is coming, then you're going to buy tickets for yeah. this for sure. And that's the it's a very popular you know weekend trip to go down to Tijuana and watch watch the Jolos play. So th- there's definitely a fan base in Southern California. So if you're making the trip to Tijuana regularly to watch them play and they're playing in your backyard, of course you're going to go check them out uh, at Dignity Health Sports Park. So I think you'll see a, a large contingent. Uh, of Tijuana fans out there. Well, and and again, um, I don't believe that the Galaxy will take this seriously. I know there's lots of... They could totally surprise me and take this seriously and start... But when you look at the schedule I, they I have... Don't, I don't see how they do it. Yeah. Especially after... the, the Coming after El Trafico and then before going away to Portland, I just... I, I don't see you burning burning your first team results, especially with how much emphasis... Uh, I mean, you know, we saw how, how Scalotto emphasized the Open Cup. And that's something that you could say has prestige and the teams try to win. And the fact that it doesn't relate to making it into the playoffs and from winning winning the league, the fact that this doesn't have a barring on that, I think that's where that's where his focus is for this team this season. The Galaxy are fully focused on making the playoffs and then you know trying to do anything within that playoffs. Yeah. Even though I, I still believe, and I know there's lots of people um, still believe that the LA Galaxy are probably a year away from really making a run. And, and but well, that's I mean, the beauty with a one game playoff, anything can happen. You can make a run. Uh, I've said this on previous shows. I don't know that this. Galaxy team has the depth to make uh, a four to go on a four game win streak. And if they're not going to have the number one seed to have to go away to a team to try to win, I don't think this team has it this year. But again, you never know. If that one team is LAFC, though, like do you, you can't throw that you out. You can't throw it out. And, that, and that's the thing. You see the run that they're on and the, how many points they have. They're completely running away with the league. But you, you, just knowing the history, you, you, you don't you're not you don't fear that team. And then that's a good thing. That's a good thing to have the headspace at. Uh, for the LA Galaxy this year. Well, let's talk a little bit about the LA Galaxy's roster here before we uh, get into you imbibing in free drinks uh, once again. <laughs> Listen, uh, yeah, it's I know. easy. Just invite me. Uh, Say hi. Yeah, that's, that's, all, <laughs> that's it takes. all it takes. That's all it takes. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, Christian uh, Pavon and what seems to be happening around the LA Galaxy and, and sort of my feel on this. Um, I don't have any great sources that are going to tell me that, yes, it's absolutely happening. I will say that there is absolutely negotiations going on, that the Galaxy are absolutely trying to bring Pavone in. That shouldn't surprise anybody. You've certainly seen the reports out of Argentina. In fact, there were more reports out of Argentina today that were basically saying it's a done deal. It's a done deal. Mm-hmm. I haven't been told it's a done deal. And last time I, I went in and asked, you know, I was told it is not a done deal. Um, There's still, here's the thing. And here's the thinking around this. I think if you're the LA galaxy is that you need to know the Pavone deal is going to get done before you can do anything else. And something else yeah. definitely has to happen. You don't know what that is. Yeah, you, you, there, you wouldn't make this move without having a contingency plan. Well, and you, so have, you a, have to have it, but you can't yeah. also put that plan in place if you don't have them. Because yes. that could change your thinking on things. And this, let's do this um, you know, perspective-wise. Uh, let's say that you want that Pavone is going to come in. You know the Yellow Galaxy have to open up a designated player spot. They also have to open up an international slot in order do to they, do both those things. I mean, depending on what the structure is of the deal. Yeah. If it, you know, we're on the Zlatan. It could it be a loan? The Zlatan sweetheart, you know, wink in a, in a handshake that next year, you know, is that part of the deal? So maybe he doesn't need to deep. These things are all things that we won't know until yeah. it's signed and, and we know. Yeah. The it, other pieces start to fall it, in. It feels like if, so if the rumors are true about the $12 million, and that certainly has been a number that has been fixed yeah. for a long enough time that I believe it. And um, when you, yeah, yeah. I've seen 10 million. I've seen 12 million. I think his values around 22, 23 million. So that's, that's, that's in the ballpark. It all makes sense, okay? Yeah. And and everybody's saying, well, then the Galaxy would need to sell him for, you know, $23, 24000000 million to make their money back. No, you don't because yeah. there is value in just having him. Yeah. So if you're down or shy $3 or $4 million, which if he has 
the the ceiling on the twenty three year old is yeah. so high that you may end up making a ton of money. Yeah, he may go for forty million dollars. I don't, I don't, I have no idea. I yeah. can't, I can't predict that. And, future. and you're talking about a club that that spent six million dollars to offload someone. Yeah. So, so again, not not to say that you know they're they're careless with their money, but if it's going to bring them a benefit, they're willing to spend that money. And if two, if you lose two or three million dollars on this deal, but, but you end up with uh, another trophy in the in the case, the, I think that's a that's well a win. Spent. Yeah, it's yeah. it's well spent. And that's good money spent. Um, the the other part of this, in terms of from the LA Galaxy side, is let's say you do have to move somebody, uh, if you have to, or you have to restructure something, you have to. Uh, if you don't know Pavone is coming, you're not going to sit there and then go. Um, Send someone with the Joao the, the deal to, yeah. down to G2. Well, I mean, you it, don't do that you, first. You, yeah, well, if you want to extend Roman Alessandrini, maybe you don't extend him if Pavone isn't coming because you're going to open up a designated yeah. player spot with his injury. Maybe the extension is something that you sit there and say, okay, next year we get him for one more year. With his injury status, does he come off the bench? I was talking to Chris Tucker about this, actually, uh, or I think either today or yesterday. We were texting each other back and forth and sort of discussing it. And, and really? Cr- you text other people I do. the Galaxy? Yeah, not just you. Oh, um, you I, do, you, I do it to my wife, you, too. She's just like, I, I don't know, leave me alone. You're dropping this on air? Yeah, oh. yeah that's how it goes. <laughs> um, so, like, whenever you, whenever you look and, and you sort of discuss that stuff, it's like, okay, so could the Galaxy, you know, have a, a high, highly paid TAM player like Alessandrini come off the bench next year? Limited minutes. Um, so well, you're protecting his fitness, all these things. I mean, it would be a great sub to have. Yeah. I mean, when we talk about Boateng being a spark off the bench, if, if Alison Drini is your spark off the bench, that's not bad. And then he's not stretching himself, uh, to where he's pushing himself too much and getting hurt. Right. You know, you're, you're, you have a specific role where you bring him to use, but a TAM player as a sub is a tough sell. I mean, well. it was the same whenever Robbie Keane and Steven Gerrard were sitting on the bench and you're sort of like, okay, that's like $4 <laughs> million, you know, yeah. or $6 million sitting on the bench right now. And that doesn't make any sense. I mean, it, it, there's a lot of things, but if you, the galaxy can land Pavone, it might be worth it to extend and, yeah. and do that. So that might make some sense. It might also, but you can't make any of those moves. You can't make the decision until you know Pavone is here yeah. and that you have him and it's locked up and it's done. And I because, was going to say, I'm, I'm following him on Instagram. Hasn't, haven't seen the plane ride just yet. It, there's, it's getting close. There's rumors. There's also <laughs> a, a little bit of a rumor out there that perhaps Boca don't want to let him go until August. I don't know what they'd be waiting for because their season hasn't started yeah. yet. They're in off season. Here's the thing from Boca's perspective too is we know that they need money. And because they need money and Pavone has not really been playing for them, he's dead weight to them. So yeah. we know that. Uh, it seems like he wants to come here. So all this stuff is sort of building to be in the Galaxy's favor. The fact that there are no other offers is both good and bad. Uh, the good part about that is the Galaxy aren't bidding against anybody. Yeah. So their original deal that they made is still sits there. Or, you know, you saw reports of 12, 12 million and then you see reports of 10 million. So you almost, I mean, not that they would offer less because if the offer went forward, it stands. But if no one else is bidding, then the ga- gives the Galaxy the leverage. Yeah, and, and Romero in the chat room says, you know, I don't think I c- you can restructure Allison Drini's contract without the players union getting involved. It's not a restructuring. It's asking actually an extension. Uh, you're lowering the overall value of the average value of the contract by giving them another year, and that brings it underneath yeah. the targeted allocation money. Yeah, and why the point. players union wouldn't get involved in this case is because he'd still get all the money that he is it, set, it's set, set to, to get earn. this year, yeah. and then he would get more money. They're yes. never going to complain about more more money. So yeah. um, that's that's one of those things as well. So um, all of these things seem to be leading. It's a position of need for the LA Galaxy. We know that. Uh, Boca and the player don't necessarily seem to be seeing eye to eye anymore, so that also works in the Galaxy's favor. Guillermo Barrescoloto coached this player and <laughs> got the say, most out of him. Don't, I, I was going to say, are you going to leave that part out yeah, of it? Yeah, I was going to say. I think that's the biggest part. Well, he, I mean, if you're, yeah. if you're Pavone, you're not playing under the current coach. You have a chance to go to the United States and play for a coach who had you Starting. being valued at $40 million yeah. not too long ago. 
Um, so, you know, why wouldn't you go? I think if you get Pavone here, you have a highly motivated 23-year-old that wants to come in here, kick butt, and get his butt over to Europe in the next two, well, three years. And then we've seen that with other players as well. Pavone isn't going to come over here and want to play for the LA Galaxy for the next 10 years. That's fine. He's going to want to raise his, his stock. Perfect. Great. Yeah, I, and that's I, what you I want. want that motivation. I want that guy. I mean, yeah. you look at Oriel Antuna right now. as a guy who wants to get back to Europe. Yes. Let him play, you and, know. And you saw that at the Gold Cup. He's playing like someone who who wants to to get seen and to ha- to to move elsewhere. So we so, can, we can all yeah. agree though his goals that he scored was basically on like U16 team. But you even see it with with the Galaxy even you know for his faults and whatever critiques you had he is he's he's busting you know but what what can I say in the light busting his A. He, he's <laughs> he's really working hard. You can tell he's trying. You know maybe it doesn't land all the time but you can tell he's really working hard uh to get noticed because he's he's come out, he said it publicly and you can see it by by his drive on the field. So the reason that this is probably going to be drawn out a lot more than it should be is because there's all those complexities to adding him to the roster and all those other things. Transfer window is open. It's open until August 7th. Galaxy have time to make these moves. Boca wants the money. They need the money. They, the player in Boca aren't getting along anymore. Pavone and GBS have a relationship. All of these things point to uh, Pavone coming in and being an LA Galaxy member. I mean, I think if you're if you're saying you know what percentage of everything right now goes on, I would be in the 65 to 70 percent. It gets done. Um, okay, I, we're in sync. I would have said 70, 70, yeah, 30. Yeah. I, I'm I'm hedging a bit because there's a lot of moving parts that have to sort of happen. It we, sometimes we make it sound easier than it is, but I will also say this: that so far, uh, General Manager Dennis DeClosa has made everything easy. Um, there hasn't been a lot. <laughs> he somehow found a way to make it all work with in ways when, when we didn't. Think think they had space we didn't think they were going to be able to bring players in and players just happened to to find their way here which is good yeah it is uh it, it's a uh, it's it's been an interesting year so far again i don't even have i mean i'm hoping that whenever i go to the game on friday um, I actually get to talk to some people about what it means with Giovanni Dos Santos going to Club America. I talked about it a little bit on Monday. Um, but again, the questions I don't have answers for is, you know, okay, so we know it's not salary cap based, right? Yeah. But, it, you know, AEG supposedly paid out $6.5 million and they had, you know, and that was sort of the, the amount they ate. But by selling um, him to Club America, and granted, I haven't seen if there was transfer fees yeah. or anything like that. But even if it's not transfer fees, what if um, Club America just picks up his salary now now that he's their player because technically that's a new contract you go to a new team you have a new contract yes. so did the galaxy still have to pay him 6.5 or did they get to release that and they only had to play 3.25 because it was yeah. only for half the year if that's the case then there's 3.25 more million dollars that they the, thought that maybe you, you could mo- use for pavone and the 12 million i mean and, the, they, and like i said that's why i said they were willing to offload 6.5 million uh, to, to get him off the roster but if that you know 3 million or 2 million is going to help offset these costs then of course uh, you know, it's a business. They're, those things are important. Yeah, it, it is. I will also say that the, uh, I know we're sort of glossing over it, and we've always said that AEG has had the money to spend, um, but if they go out and spend $12 million for 50% of a player, the LA Galaxy will have raised sort of what they're willing to spend and how they're willing to spend it by a significant amount yeah. of money. Uh, the $7.2 million to Zlatan Ibrahimovic is like the new high in terms of how much a player... Again, I don't think Pavone's salary, his overall salary, is going to be some ridiculous number. I think it'll probably be mm, maybe in the 1.8, maybe yeah. $2 million. $2 million is what I was thinking, 2 or $3 million. I could even see... It being under a million dollars. I mean, the range is that fight in terms of what his yeah. personal well, amount of money is. If, if you follow, uh, you know, internationally, the the transfer fees are, are outrageous. But when you actually look to their week to week wages, it's not necessarily in line with what these major clubs spend to get the players. Uh, so so yeah, the the weekly wages, the the salary. Uh, I still think if you know with that value, uh, given the the talent caliber 
and MLS. Here I am sounding like Zlatan. I think he's a two to three million dollar type guy. It, it feels it feels that way. It's not going to be. He's not making seven point two million dollars. No, he's I not mean, making uh, fifty six thousand. Yeah, that's the, <laughs> and that's yeah, that's not happening either. Always, whenever it's always Europe and they do the weekly wages, I always have to like bring out the calculator yeah. and multiply. <laughs> Wait, and, how, what's pounds? How do I convert pounds here? Convert pounds and then <laughs> fif- times fifty two weeks. Do we use the full yeah. fifty two weeks? It's not actually fifty two. It's like fifty one point something. <laughs> whenever you're trying to do a full year, because it's not a full fifty two weeks. You know, it's all that stuff. Whenever you're you're calculating. Things. <laughs> the one thing, doing a little bit of research, how tall do you think Christian Pavone is? Uh, do you know the they, answer? No, they showed it in meters and I had to convert it and I couldn't <laughs> what remember I what it was. And I want to say he's, I'm going to guess he's like 5'8". Five five, five, converted from meters, right. it's 5'7". Okay. But if you look up in feet, it will say 5'6". So he's between 5'6", five, 5'7". Five, now which, is he lying? Is he like Ima Boateng well, that's who says a, he's 5'6"? <laughs> if you Google Ima Boateng, it says he's 5'9". <laughs> and I, I don't know what phone book he was standing on. <laughs> When they measured him to get five nine on the team website, the Galaxy has him listed at five six. But but that was something that surprised me. When you look at pictures and, and watch him play, he doesn't look like an Imaboting sized guy. But that's the type of player that that you're getting. Position of need for the LA Galaxy yeah. certainly with Roman Alessandrini, you know, not being able to come off the bench until September. I mean, you know, the Galaxy have a path to you know a a long run and even an MLS Cup. Whenever you really think about it, if Alessandrini comes back and makes an impact, you get Pavone. But it really does sort of depend on what they're able to do um, this transfer window. And here's the thing. If they don't get Pavone, there's no other names that are out there right now. Yeah. I'm not saying Dennis DeClosa can't reload and suddenly find somebody else. I'm yeah, sure so he has a contingency. You're killing my Quaresma dreams. Yeah, I really... Uh, <laughs> there, there's been reports out there that that was just sort of... That yeah. was a floated name. Yeah, he's Portuguese. I figured. You would just <laughs> say stuff that no one's really going to buy. Just get, get someone to bite. Yeah, it, it makes sense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, uh, that's what it was. So uh, anyway, so that's where uh, we sort of sit on the Pavone rumors. And there are no other... Uh, credible rumors that I have out there right now. This is it. All things seem to be focused in one basket. GBS said a long time ago that he likes him, he wants him, but it wasn't up to him. It was really up to Dennis DeClosa. So Dennis working hard right now to get Pavone. And quite honestly, if if he lands Pavone in this as well, yeah. in t- in, I, you know, in t- on top of everything else, and really, the Galaxy are missing another goal scorer. So yeah. you need somebody who can score goals. I mean, you know, Pavone could probably play up top, even with Zlatan Ibrahimovic, if you went to like a 4-4-2, if you wanted to put Leggett on the right wing and, and you wanted to go into a two-man set again. Well, and there's a lot of talk of, of uh, GBS with the 4-3-3. So if, depending on how that 4-3-3 is structured, right. then he, you know, could play more of a... A striker-ish role. Can, can, can we just say, I mean, that is where GBS is now. going to. Yeah. It, it's going just to a 4 through 3 yeah. it's, Everybody knows that next year the Galaxy seem to be wanting to play a 4 through 3 kind of depending on whether Zlatan comes back. I have him not coming back. Um, so there, you got that Swedish media. <laughs> All right. I, I have him coming back. You have, oh, no. oh, oh, you just want to get I just quoted. Wanna, I just want to create create controversy. Here. I understand. <laughs> I understand. Um, so anyway, so I mean, that, that's sort of where it goes and that'll depend. But I mean, this is, you know, Dennis DeClosa. This is, um, you know, Guillermo setting themselves up, not really for this year, but for next year as well. And there's going to be changes over yeah. this over this offseason that are, are probably going to surprise some people. I think that there's going to be a lot of open positions. I mean, getting Antuna back, getting Fabio Alvarez back, those are not givens those yeah. are lone players and, and i think with antuna and the way that he has played so far he's gonna he is garnering interest internationally and manchester city may be like oh time to sell yeah and then and, and there's i've even saw reports and again not, nothing credible that the galaxy were interested in purchasing antuna that's a, that's expensive so but that's the thing if they're if they're purchasing for man city but the idea being that he's an asset that they could sell on right and make money off of some depending on what the sale price is <sighs> that may be a move 
but uh, you know, but that's the the type of, of thing because it's not a guarantee it, that he comes back. That if if they wanted to secure him coming back, right. it might require them purchasing him outright. Well, well, with the transfer fee that would probably come in, that I'm guessing is probably above the 12 million that they yeah. want for Christian Pavone, just because. Pavone's really valued at like $20 million. I figured that Antuna is probably in the 12 to $13 million yeah, 10 range. $10 million, yeah, that's where I'd guess. So if you're guessing that, that along with his salary pushes him into designated player category. I mean, you, you can sort of pay <laughs> that down over years if you do it right. Yeah, but but is, is that is that the type of, is that the guy you're, you want to put your eggs in the basket? It's just, I don't think it is. Yeah, and that's sort of the problem. I'm just saying, no. I'm just saying. Well, here's, I'm not saying, I'm just saying. Here's, here's the other part <laughs> of this that, again, that we don't know, um, which is that the collective bargaining agreement is up at the end of this year. Uh, the players are preparing for a strike. I'll tell you that right yeah, now. Yeah, you're seeing a, a little bit of rumblings about, about travel. You're seeing players, uh, uh, I forget which player, there's a player on the Galaxy uh, who mentioned uh, you know union work and, and, and kind of player rights. And so this is coming. And so you, if, if you're, you're keeping a close ear to the ground, you, you kind of know that the strike, the strike is something that may be planned uh, at the beginning of next year. Because it, if you go back, um, what year was it where the last CBA was? Was that 20, that's 2015? 2015, 2016? Sounds right. It's right in that area. I can't remember exactly. But if you go back, you remember that Todd Dunavant was actually a player rep and he was on the negotiating committee for the CBA. Um, he was in the room and was doing the stuff as as the as uh, Major League Soccer was trying to get this done. Remember, they didn't lose any games uh, in that. But it got close. It got really close. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of players right now who think that they gave in a little too easy. Um, and so they almost want to show that they can strike just to be able to put some fear into Major League Soccer. So, they, and, yeah, yeah, and if I think back correctly, some of the things that they fought for, uh, I think free agency or restricted free agency, where they the, it was sold as a win, ended up coming back and biting them because it didn't give them as much player flexibility as they thought. So I'll, I'll, I'll they, I think they feel a little bit burned by some of those, some I, of those deals. They I made. think there's some of that. I remember talking to Todd and Todd was great because he would come on the show and tell us what was going on and sort of give us, you know, the player's view on this stuff. And he didn't want to uh, let it sort of negotiate in public with it, but yeah. he wanted to give us, you know, keep us updated. And that was always appreciated. But Todd would come on and he says, listen, after that came through, he goes, listen, we got the, um, the, we got free agency, which no other major sports league has ever done without a work stoppage. Yeah. He goes, it may not be free agency the way everybody wanted it, mm -hmm. but it's free agency in some form. And now they get to go and chip away yeah. at that. Now in it's in CBA. place. Yeah. Now it's in place and they can rework the wording or, or, or change it around. So, but again, that's, that's it. It's negotiation. You're going to get some things you want and you're going to have to give in on other things to get uh, some of the bigger chips that you do want. I would say right now, if you're expecting that MLS starts the 2020 season on time, I don't think that's happening. It's all right. We're used to a condensed schedule. We'll be fine. No Gold Cup break next year. Oh my year. God. This is going to be ridiculous. There's <laughs> going to be, be so many games. Yeah, there'll be a year. Euro break, but we don't need to worry about that. Um, so anyway, so that's what it is. But the reason I bring that up is that we don't know what the salary cap is going to be. There is discussions and it seems like there are owners who are sitting there saying right now, Eric, they're saying, you know, we want to triple the salary cap. Okay. Do you, this is this is against my own self-interest, by the way. Um, <laughs> but I would think that, that if they were smart, that they, the league would get rid of TAM altogether. Yeah, get rid of it. Eliminate it. Get yeah. rid of general allocation money, too. I mean, get rid of the jam yeah. and the TAM. That'd break our hearts. You but, know how much content we've gotten I know. out of, out of Explaining Gam, that stuff? Gam TAM and, and F TAM yeah. and all, all this fun stuff. So, But yeah, it makes sense. If you're going to increase the salary cap, then you, you don't want to restrict those, those monies just... 
let them use it how they wish and then just keep it under this amount. Yeah. And then if teams want to go over, you see this in other sports, maybe there's a tax that yeah. they pay luxury if they want to go over. Yeah. yeah, do a luxury tax. And you can still have designated players um, and, and all that yeah. other stuff. By the way, uh, Mike Gray also brings up a good point. I was talking about Todd Dunnivant. I know I said Todd because I, I, you know, we're BFFs and, and I just, <laughs> I, doesn't Todd. everybody know who Todd is? <laughs> I'm like, I'm confused. Did you uh, not say Dunnivant? Did I don't you just know. say Todd? I don't know. Maybe Mike is, came is in Mike, late. Is Mike I don't know. With I, you? Just, it, I thought I heard Dunnivant. It could be. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you the points. Thank there. you. Awesome. I appreciate that. <laughs> but anyway, so we don't know what the salary cap is going to be. If you don't know what the salary cap is going to be, then negotiating some of these contracts is difficult. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe having Allison Drini at $1.5 million, which now the Tam Ceilings raised to whatever yeah. it is, because and the salary cap is no $12 million, deal. isn't a big deal. And it doesn't yeah. matter. It's like, well, oh, okay, you can have, I mean, we're getting to the point now, if, if it's me and I'm the owners, I double the salary cap just to start with. And I say, look, we're going to double it. So what are you complaining about? You know, or you could really be the owners to say, no, we're not doing anything. And then eventually like creep it up and say, yeah. oh, we're going to increase it, you know, for $2 million to 6 million, you know, 6.5 right now. Yeah. And then next year we'll take it up to 8 million. And then next year we'll, you know, they'll step it up. It just depends on what the mechanism is. Cause you know, is it one of those where you do have to use it or if you don't use it, does that mean uh, that other, you have to increase the value? I know that happens in the NBA that if they don't use the entire cap, right. then whatever's left over, they have to increase the salaries of their existing players. So it just depends on maybe not every single owner wants to double the well, cap. And that's sort of that. Then that's sort of the thing. If it's me, I'm also going to do a, um, I'm also going to put a ceiling or a floor yes. on the spending as well, yes. which, you know, means that the Colorado Rapids <laughs> will actually have to spend money. Yeah. Not on, not on a goalkeeper named Tim Howard. <laughs> I don't, I, that's like, that's their well, only that's one. That's their loophole. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and, and it, it's, you know, the, the salary cap doesn't say stagnant every year either. It yeah. increases, right? So you're getting that slow increase of, I think it was about 5% every year, but what you're seeing, what you're going to see from the players is they're going to want that to jump. It's significantly, they're going to want to see the senior minimums, the senior maximums, all those things sort of move up in that range as well, because, uh, the real value in all of this and continues to be a value, something the galaxy are somewhat taking advantage of right now with Daniel Starris is that American players are, are cheap whenever yeah. it comes to this stuff. So if you have the good domestic players, um, then you are able to really uh, use or, and benefit from, from those lower salaries. Which it's counterintuitive a little bit because you would think a player who doesn't take up an international slot and is going to be valuable to your team, you'd almost think like their, their salary would be uh, you know, you'd bump up their salary because that's going to be a value to a team. So maybe there's a pendulum uh, switching in the other direction. But as of right now, uh, they're definitely uh, able to take advantage of, of that product. So all of that has to be in consideration. And the reason that we even go on the tangent with the CBA and everything is all that has to be in consideration whenever you think of what they're doing with Pavone and what they're going to do with Allison Drini and what the, the 2020 plans are yeah. for the LA Galaxy. That all has to be sort of guessed at. And, and, and one thing one would think that if they know negotiations are coming, I'm sure there's, uh, you know, uh, shots that have been fired and little th things that have mentioned if you read between the lines. So if uh, Dennis DeClosa is obviously going to know what's going on, if he knows down the line, maybe there's a salary cap increase coming. Maybe there's going to be some different stipulations. He's going to know what type of moves to make. You would think that it's not going to be completely blind or, or shocked by whatever the negotiations are. You would think that there are some you know, slight conversations happening already. Going to be a busy, busy offseason in terms of that CBA and the negotiations and everything. And that's going to happen right around Christmas and then into January. January is going to be the big month of all that. The, the offseason. Th yeah, the CBA actually expires, I think, in January of 2020. Um, at the end of January 2020. And so they'll have that. And then they'll be working without a CBA. And teams will be reporting to camps without a CBA, probably. They're probably going to say, yeah. we're going to negotiate in good yeah. faith. Everybody will show up and yeah, do stuff. Go with whatever is pre-existing until, until we figure until it out. Until we figure it out. So anyway, so that's 
before we go. Well, I want to get to um, injury updates, and then I also want to get a preview of the San Jose game. But before we do that, I want you to uh, to take us back a little bit to your uh, your visit to the speakeasy. Oh, am um, I allowed to talk? I, I don't know. Are you allowed to talk about it? It's like, you know, <laughs> well, I wrote an article on it, so I guess I guess first, it's out there. First rule of uh, Fight Club is uh, don't talk about Fight Club. <laughs> I just I don't know what they're uh, they're trying to put it. Yeah, we do have an article up there. Eric did a great job. Um, didn't you can't even tell his words were slurred in that article. <laughs> that's uh, the beauty of print. That's right. Yeah, audio. Maybe I would have been in trouble. But how did you know? a little bit and again we're wearing right now El Silencio <laughs> Mezcal stuff um, but you got to go to the speakeasy I mean, tell us tell us about it well yeah I read the article like everyone else at the beginning of the season, uh, learning about El Silencio and how they're the first uh, mezcal partnership with uh, the professional sports team. So that piqued my interest. Then reading a little bit more about the company, they mentioned something about a speakeasy. If, if you know you ask the right questions and know the right people, kind of the influence model, influencer model where it creates a little bit of mystery. So I, I kept digging and digging a little bit more until I was able to uh, you know make some contact with the people over at El Silencio and the team there. And, and they were able to be gracious enough to allow me in and to sample some of their spirits. And again, uh, you learn what mezcal is because, you know, that's not necessarily known to everybody. You know, I kind of ask some naive questions and you can read about it in the article about the difference between because you hear mezcal and you think of tequila or that type of, of spirit. And are they the same? Are they different? And what's going on? So it, they were able to explain that uh, there's bartenders in there. So there's, you know, the bar that you see out in the concourse. And then if you look closely and look carefully, you might see something else uh, in the area as well. And that's kind of a hidden area that in the more I learned about it, it's actually an old storage closet. So just the fact that they were able to convert something that was a storage closet and turn it into a bar, it's just kind of a cool, a, a cool thing that I was able to be a part of and experience. You know, I'm not the, and I mentioned it earlier, it's something like the influencer model. I'm not an influencer guy. That's oh, not, oh, I disagree. <laughs> that's I not mean, my thing. So just the fact that I was able to kind of uh, fake it for a little bit and pretend that I could, I could be part of the scene there. It's just something I enjoyed and they were very gracious enough to, to help me out there. Yeah. They provided us with uh, shirts for this particular podcast. Yeah. They also gave us a, a bottle of uh, mezcal and espadin. And that's espadin. That's, espadin. that's oh, the, sorry. that's the one that really has, has a punch to it because they're, there's their, you know, uh, general uh, mezcal. I'm again messing up the name. The ensemble is the it's kind of the starter, the starter set, and then that's the one when you need a, you really need the high octane. The smokiness is big on that bottle there. Well, we were able to uh, talk to the national brand uh, director uh, Natalia Garcia Burke. So uh, let's hear from her and our uh, quick little interview we did. All right, now joining us on the phone, a very special guest. Glad we could have her on. Uh, please welcome to Corner of the Galaxy for the very first time, Natalia Garcia-Burke, the National Brand Director for El Silencio Mezcal. Natalia, thanks so much for, uh, for calling in. I know you're busy, and we appreciate you uh, taking the time. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great, great to have you on. And we're, we uh, had an article drop on the website today about the El Silencio Speakeasy and Black Magic Bar. So I know there's a lot of buzz, a lot of excitement about the brand going on right now. Excited about it. It was a great read. Thanks for that. Perfect. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the partnership between El Silencio and the LA Galaxy? Yeah, for sure. Um, so when AG came around with the opportunity of partnering, um, it was extremely exciting. El Silencio is all about doing first, and it's all about changing like the status quo of what Mezcal does and how it does it. Uh, so it was an important uh, decision for us to make because we were able to be the first Mezcal to actually partner with a professional sports team and a stadium. Uh, so we couldn't let that go. And a lot of the team have actually grown up around soccer and 
following soccer, playing soccer, and having being able to partner with a team that is in our backyard in a way, uh, because Silencio was founded in LA. Uh, it was an incredible opportunity, and we have been thrilled to be part of this journey. Yeah, it's it's kind of an, a, an interesting thing, Natalia. Whenever you look at uh, really the the location and everything, and I know Eric's going to ask a whole bunch more about that. I just have I have the stupid question because I'm I'm usually the stupid question guy. Um, what is the difference really between mezcal and and tequila? Not a stupid question at all. It's actually a great <laughs> one because most people don't know, and it, there's a couple of things to kind of point out here. Um, the type of plant that is used for tequila is blueberry agave only. For mezcal, it depends on who you talk to. You could have up to like 30 different varietals of agave. Uh-huh. Uh, the one you'll most commonly find is espadine. Then the region where it's produced uh, for tequila, you can only produce in one region. For mezcal, you can actually uh, produce in over nine regions that have denominación de origen for mezcal now, which is pretty incredible. Um, and then the way you cook the agave plant. Uh-huh. So for tequila, they're going to do it mostly in ovens. For mezcal, it's underground. Um, so you have these underground pits where it actually smokes the agave for about five to seven days. Uh, and that's where you get that characteristic of smokiness for the mezcal. Wow. Yeah, that, yeah, that was the magic word of the night was smokiness. Smokiness. That, that, that's, right. that's the, the trademark of mezcal. Yeah, it makes sense. Thank you for clearing that. I actually, now I feel like it's a much more complicated process. I, I think now I understand, but don't understand at all. And so now maybe I'll actually do some research on it. So no, it's it's some good stuff. Eric, what do you got? Uh, so, it's, so- it's actually uh, it's actually quite interesting because mezcal is one. It's the oldest spirit of the America, so it's over five hundred years old. Um, and tequila is technically a mezcal because a mezcal is any agave distillate uh-huh. uh, so you can be a, a mezcal without being a tequila but you can't be a tequila without being a mezcal <laughs> oh, yeah, if that makes that. any sense that's that's the that's the quotable right there uh, so so you mentioned about uh, being able to partner uh, with a vendor when we we spoke we talked about uh, kind of the, the process behind the cocktails uh, at the black magic bar can you tell us uh, what cocktails are available at that bar and, and the process of how those were decided upon yeah, for sure. So we have a strawberry jalapeno margarita. Uh, one of the biggest things that we wanted to do was kind of create classic cocktails that people already knew, but give them a silencio twist. Um, so you kind of get what you see on the title here because you're going to get strawberry flavors, you're going to get like jalapeno tincture flavors, and you're going to get some of the mezcal coming through as well. Uh, and then our other really exciting one is the Midnight Mojito. So this one we went a little bit further and actually made a black high infusion and uh, so we could mix that in with the ingredients to make what you would normally know as a traditional mojito uh, and it was a really fun process because we wanted to obviously enhance the experience of the experience of game day i think that's why we're all part of this journey and um we hope everyone's getting to enjoy the cocktails as much as we do, uh, because it was it was a really fun process to go through yeah, I know the, the, they were pretty delicious, and they definitely had had a kick, and that smokiness uh, came through. And I remember there was even a, a sample of a chai mojito, and you know we're coffee drinkers. I was like, oh, this this is uh, you know f- some familiar flavors with the chai. Yeah, that's the midnight mojito. Yeah, perfect. Um, so aside from the Black Magic Bar, there's the Speakeasy, and I, I I'm going to be careful because I don't know what what can I say, what can I say. So I'm going to let you take it away. W- what's the deal with the Speakeasy at uh, Dignity Health Sports Park? The speakeasy is, is like silencio in a physical form, in a way. So Vicente Cisneros, which is one of our founders, 
um, who's the creative mind behind everything Silencio. And he designed this sort of slice of the world of Silencio. In the, uh, when you're at the Black Magic Bar, you'll be closer than you think you are. <laughs> um, and it is, that's as much as I will say, but it's, it's, a, it's a space where we kind of wanted people to feel at home within the world of Silencio. You can have, you can do a guided tasting, you can um, sample the mezcal on its own and just kind of have this like retreat space within the stadium. Yeah, I, I was going to say, you know, as much of a secret as it is, there's an article out on our website as well that, that, that may, have, may have some hints at, at where, you can, where you can find that. But a really interesting thing, I know Eric was uh, really excited to uh, be able to, to, to be invited in, uh, was hosted there and had a great time. So we appreciate you taking care of Eric. Uh, I guess I'm telling you the, the best thing is where can people uh, find the brand? Where can they follow social media? Where are all the plugs that, uh, that you want to get in uh, for, uh, for El Silencio uh, Mezcal? For sure, yeah. I feel like if you want to get an invite, I guess it's one of those things like, who do you know, right? I'm <laughs> sure you can give some surprises to your listeners. Right. Um, and you can find your local Silencio ambassador in town. Uh, but definitely go and follow us at, at Mezcalo Silencio on all our social media. And if you're going to the game, engage with us and let us know. And who knows, you might be able to get an invite, you know? There you go. That's, um, a, that's a great idea. There's also a site that's called silencio.com slash easy mm -hmm. and there you'll have some information to input and subscribe to or um, invite lists and everything like that. Absolutely. We have links to that on uh, on our particular article. If you head on over to cornerthegalaxy.com, you can find the uh, article that Eric penned somehow sober uh, for at least long enough to write a good article. So I was that gonna was going to say, you know, you, you jot your notes and then you right. you regroup and take care of it. And yeah. it takes like three or four phone calls <laughs> afterwards, right? That's uh, that's how it works. Yeah, <laughs> Natalia was a great help to help me remember some of the things that I, I tasted there. But yeah. yeah, it was a fun experience. Absolutely. Well, Natalia, we want to thank you for coming on. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, hopefully uh, some of our listeners will visit the bar uh, and, of course, start interacting with you. Maybe they can get an invite there. And maybe maybe Eric and I have something that we could do about that as well. So uh, we'll, be, we'll be hopefully seeing you uh, or some some of your other uh, cohorts around Dignity Health Sports Park here real soon. So thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Thank you for being such great supporters. And I'm so glad you had a good time that you wanted me to share it with everyone. Absolutely. Um, we will talk to you soon and see you soon in the stadium. All right. Thanks, Natalia. Thank you. All right. There uh, there we go. Our little uh, our little uh, interview there with uh, Natalia, uh, who was great, by the way. So yeah. she, she took care of you. She I mean, took care of me. And obviously, you know, we're wearing the shirts. You know, I got the drinks. I got a guided tour. So obviously, uh, you know, full disclosure, I'm going to you know, be happy with my experience there. So I don't want to come off being too, uh, you know, like I'm showing off or being pretentious. I kind of hinted at, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not really that guy, you know, it is a small space. So obviously it's not, you know, we've had a lot of feedback from the article today about how do I get in? Can we open it? And it's really the way it's designed is to keep people out. So there is that mystery. So that is part of, part of the branding. And if you know anything about marketing that in, you know, that's why I kept pursuing it is right. because it's a closed door and you're trying to get behind it. So take that into consideration. It is what it is, uh, but it is something that you don't see in other stadiums. So it is kind of a cool feature, uh, all things considered. I was going to say, there were some Champions Lounge people who were like, we don't get that in the Champions Lounge. I mean, the Champions Lounge is, is the, it's really nice. I think, you know, we're not going to compare. Yes. We're wearing the gear. It's we're, good. It's, it's if, good. If, if, if we're able to get into the Champions Lounge, you're in good shape. You're in good shape. Now, yeah. I will say that Eric and I have been granted some access to the particular 
Yeah, when they say if you know place. the right people, we might we might be able we might to, know the right people. So so interact with Eric a little bit. We're gonna pick some people to go um, and and join with us this Friday. Yeah, so so if, if you're over 21, yes, you have to be important. over 21. That's that's important. Yeah, and if you're attending the game on Friday, yep. you know, reach out. That's maybe, important. Maybe so, maybe we'll make something happen. So we're gonna do a little we're gonna do a little uh, little pregame. Now we we have super limited spots. Again, if if we try if we try to do this podcast from this from <laughs> from this that room, it might be too big. Yeah, for the us microphones to, might not might not make their way in that's right they, it might not be all this so it's really small but we do have some limited that uh that natalia has granted us and, yeah, and Elsa awesome. yeah, granted they've, us. So they've been great we want to share that we also want to share these jerseys that you see we're going to give these away too i mean uh, we'll leave our shirts on for the show but yeah, yeah afterward yeah yeah so 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 <laughs> we got we got some stuff uh there and so we will figure out ways to give those away as well and i didn't forget about the scarf by the way from the people who put in the stuff i have those marked i don't have them ready today we'll do it on next week's show which will also be a wednesday show by the way just giving everybody a heads up yeah, already friday 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 yeah, yeah. so I, I know that there's people so um you know hit hammer up at galaxy profile uh, tell them why you want to go um, and, and you can be our guest. I think we have like four spots. I yeah. mean, it's not, we don't have a ton, so we're going to do it. So if you're active on social media, that probably helps. It helps yeah. us <laughs> and, it, and it helps there. So, and, and it helps El Silencio. So we're going to do that and we'll figure that out. So follow us at Galaxy Podcast. Follow Hammer on, on Instagram at Galaxy Profile, P-R-O-F-O-U-L, Galaxy I'm, Profile. I'm rubbing off on you. You are. You I'm, got, you I'm, got my I'm, stick down. I'm making sure that you that you are, you are, you are good there. <laughs> Uh, let's go real quickly now and transition away from all of this. So, so we're we're glad uh, everybody. And again, thanks to El Silencio. And uh, I, again, the, our disclaimer for the FTC is that we were we. I was given nothing. Uh, that's not true. I was given. <laughs> I the just shirt. told Josh what I was doing. Yeah, yeah. Eric <laughs> was he, like, "I'm doing this. I'm doing this." Um, but that Eric was given free drinks and stuff like that doesn't mean uh, you know our review isn't. Yeah, is still it, valid. It's still know, valid. But yeah. that's. I just wanted to make sure that everybody understood that's where it was and and that's how we're going. All right. So we move on now. Let's focus a little bit on this game against San Jose and let's start with an injury update. Now, uh, Larry Morgan out on Twitter was out at training today doing the absolute best that he can uh, whenever he's going out there. And if uh, I haven't said it recently, the smartest thing I ever did was convince Larry to work for free um, and then do one of the best jobs covering the LA Galaxy out of any writer that, that covers the LA Galaxy. I mean, that, that's actually one of my favorite things to do is whenever you see a video of a press conference, look for Larry. Look for Larry. He's yeah, there because you, you can spot Larry. If you know what you're looking for, Larry, Larry is uh, you, you can see him next to Zlatan. I think uh, I'd like to see a, a matchup between Zlatan and Larry. That's they're they're toe to toe there. They are. They're asking, by the way, they, they like our shirts. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's fun and, and that's cool. They want to know if we're going to sign them before. So I, do we can ruin really, them. I was going to say, do people want my signature on that's, there? That's how it is. All right. Sure. Yes. In, injury updates. Larry Morgan was out there. Larry Morgan tells me that Guillermo Barros-Scalotto told him that everybody is available outside of probably Sebastian Legette. Um, and obviously Roman Alessandrini. That includes Chris Pontius. Now I am a little like, uh-huh. I'll believe it when I see it, whenever it comes to Pontius, cause we were told it was three weeks. That was two weeks ago. Usually things don't happen quicker. Yeah. They usually happen slower. So I'm like, okay. Well, you don't know Chris Pontius. I don't know. He, Super healer. He, he, he could be. Absolutely. Party boy could do it. <laughs> um, so so Chris Pontius, uh, it looks like he may also be available. I would guess that he wouldn't start if that was the case. Um, and in fact, Guillermo Barascoleto was talking about possibly starting Efrain Alvarez again because he had such a good game. Zlatan Ibrahimovic threw his support behind Efrain, which he does all the time, anytime he's asked. And I don't know how to take that sometimes. Sometimes I think buddies. he's... They, they do. They are... They are, by the way, if you know Zlatan 
um, speaks so many different languages that he's able to trash talk in like every so in the locker room he'll trash talk in you know Spanish, in I'm Spanish sure. in, in English yeah whatever languages he knows he just starts <laughs> trash talking so he's not left out of any conversation so um, so that's important the other thing that you have back is that Jonathan Dos Santos is back or Ellen Tuna is back both of them will be available for Friday and you expected that they will be available for Friday so that was not a surprise yeah. at least uh, not in my mind so that means that the Galaxy might actually have a right back <laughs> um, or excuse me, a, a right midfielder a right to actually midfielder. play in this, and which means and a center midfielder and, and a center midfielder yeah. as well. So, so yeah, an the, engine. they're going to have all of those things. Um, I would expect that those guys start as well. There are people saying, "Oh, you should probably rest them for this game and play LAFC." No, the points against San Jose are actually more important right yeah. now than the points against LAFC. I was going to say that's something I tweeted out, and I was almost afraid to tweet out. I know that it's you, okay. The, the, you can you, say it. You throw all your eggs in the San Jose basket because, given the form that the other team has, these are the points that are more attainable. So if you can grab these three points now, and then next week we'll see what happens. Uh, but these are the, the points that you would think. And we're going to take a look at San Jose and their form and how they look uh, at formerly StubHub, but now Dignity Health Sports Park. Caught yourself. Though. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're going to tell you about that, but I think the points are definitely there for the taking on Friday. Uh, let's see. Uh, whenever you talk about the uh, the guys coming back, I, I should also mention the injury. So Rolf Felcher cleared, uh, Jorgen Shelvick cleared. Yeah, so he, I was going to say, and if you follow at Galaxy Profile, you get to see uh, Jorgen Shelvick in a cryogenic chamber. So come on, what more do you want? Yeah, no, I agree. It's, it's, I mean, why else would you yeah. follow? That's, so the, that's, the, that's, that's a cue, basically, that he's healing and that he, he's going to be ready to go or at least available on Friday. So that means the LA Galaxy fairly close to full uh, health. Now, uh, both uh, Pontius trained. Um, Legit did train today. It was just Guillermo basically said he's, we expect him back next week. So he should be available for LAFC, but not this week. So um, that's sort of where that sits. Uh, now let's get you ready for uh, the game against San Jose. Now, I, I know, I, are you prepared? You don't have to ask anymore. I, but it's I just, feel like I do. No, it's just part of the deal. You you know that I get hyped up for this every week. So, yeah, you know. Okay. All right. Well, then, in order to <laughs> properly prepare ourselves for the LA Galaxy's game against the San Jose Earthquakes, uh, take it away, Hammer. On June 29th, we witnessed some strange things. It felt like we were in the upside down a couple weeks ago when the Galaxy fell to the monsters from the Bay Area. Well, the Cali Classico is back, and this time we will fight Mateus the Mind Flayer Almeida on our turf. Our ragtag group of heroes looks to settle the score. We've got the Chief of Police, Guillermo Hopper Scalotto. There's the wonderful hair of Zlatan Harrington Ibrahimovic, who'll be working with his young best friend, Dustayin Alvarez, to uncover San Jose's twisted plot to tear open the gate. We've got Jonathan Byers Dos Santos, who's also ready to, in his often underappreciated grit. And if we really want to take out the Eevee, evil Billy Wondolowski and his zombie army, well, we don't need to look any further than our own 11. That's right, number 11, Fabio Alvarez will look to use his powers for good and restore order to this iconic MLS rivalry. So pack up some egos and join us at Dignity Health Sports Park this Friday at 8 p.m. to witness the LA Galaxy beat the San Jose Smurfquakes. Don't believe me? Well, let me tell you, friends don't lie. Oh, there you go. Very well. Nicely done. Can I can I have a confession? I, I, I yeah, I, I botched it a little bit there. That's I don't think they'll care. Every, everybody's everybody's always like down for it anyway. So they're 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 good. Uh, nice Ray Hudson esque vibe there. I don't know if that's good or bad. Sometimes. Um, no, my confession basically is this: um, that I don't watch Stranger Things, and the reason I don't is because I do not like anything that's scary at all like <laughs> i don't is, like scary movies i don't like scary. i don't want like suspense is like enough for me like if i watch something suspenseful i don't like it my thank god my wife 
doesn't like it either. So we don't live. It's a win-win. There's, yeah, there's, it's all, it's funny. I'm also not uh, big on the horror genre, right. but Stranger Things I think has enough comedy and enough heart and enough nostalgia to where it has me in. But it, there's definitely some. Uh, uh, you know, the fact that some kids watch the show, I, I see some moments. I was like, there's no way uh, as a young kid that I would watch this. So when I watch this after the kids fall asleep at night, uh, the hammer may, may walk to, to bed looking little, both ways. <laughs> I was going to say, does your wife cuddle you at night? It's okay. It's going to be okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, but it, it, I tried my best. And I think that's why I stumbled a bit making stranger things fit into the galaxy. Uh, so, you know, if you're listening to this and you're a fan of the previews, Challenge me. This is getting too easy. Yeah, yeah, this, I've got it down. Give me. How can I relate? Uh, you know something to the LA Galaxy I was game say, preview. They, they need to give you like a topic and let you go at <laughs> let it. Let me with run. It. Like so, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's, I'm open to suggestions. Okay, very good. All right, the LA Galaxy f- play against the San Jose Earthquakes. It's an 8 p.m. kickoff time, so a little bit later. Um, that has to do with national television, and you know what? That's better getting to dig for me a Friday home, night. Home, that's a good thing. Night. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I won't get home till like 1:30 a.m., but yeah, it's fine. Whatever. It's it, it all works. Uh, the LA Galaxy uh, again, July 12th, Friday, 8 p.m. The game at Dignity Health Sports Park, Univision and Unamas. I believe this game will also be on Twitter because it usually is whenever it's on those two networks so you can find it for Twitter on free. If you don't find it there, um, if you don't have a television or really you should have, it's over the air on, on Univision. Usually you can find it. I don't think so there's a cable. If you're able to access yeah. this podcast, you probably have probably, means yeah. and especially if you have a Twitter account, you know, use someone else's Twitter account. <laughs> that's that's yeah. fine. That works. <laughs> Larry does it all the time, yeah, right? I mean, Larry, Larry figures it out. Uh, anyway, so LA Galaxy 11-7-1, San Jose Earthquakes 8-7-4. and uh, The home record for the LA Galaxy 7-3-0, and, oh, and the road record for San Jose, a 1-4-3. They only have six points on the road all year. Uh, overall, all-time meeting between these two teams is severely lopsided whenever you take into the home form. So uh, if you look all-time, 31-23-15 for the LA Galaxy. I believe that includes two shootouts, by the way, because these are old teams, <laughs> unless you consider that San Jose actually moved to Houston and it's the Dynamo and blah, blah, yeah, blah. All right, and stuff. their former time as the Clash, if yeah, you count that as yeah, well. Oh, yes, that's also fun as well. Um, but the all-time meeting at home so at home for the LA Galaxy is extremely lopsided 26 and 6 over those 36 yeah 20 26 and 6 so 20 wins 6 losses 6 draws Um, the San Jose Earthquakes have only won 6 times um, at StubHub Center, Dignity Health Sports Park, Home, <laughs> Home Depot, Depot Center. Center. Yeah, those those three places over the entire thing. So, I mean, and you look at the waveform as well. You know, I'm already leading you down the path of where I'm going to go with this game. Um, you look at the LA Galaxy, second in the Western Conference, third in the Supporter Shield. San Jose, sixth in the Western Conference, and they've been rocketing forward, 12th in the Supporter Shield right now. Uh, the LA Galaxy have won four of their last six games, which is getting lost right now mm-hmm. in a lot of whenever you look before that, right? They're, people are factoring in a lot, of, but they've won four of their last six. And especially when you look at the form guide around the league, there are a lot of draws that pop up and the Galaxy are really, they win or they lose, which, you know, mathematically, if they're winning more of them, that's going to, you know, we've talked about this before, how that ends up working in their favor as long as you win, you know, Again, good science here. Yeah. As long as you win more than you lose. There but, you go. But good when, job. But when you draw, when you have those close games, you, you'd rather you know lose some close ones, but you end up rebounding and winning the next ones. But I think that it's the key is the away game. So San Jose's away form not there, as well as they've been playing under Almeida. But when they go away uh, from, from the friendly confines of their home, they, their record just isn't there, and especially uh, when they come down to Los Angeles. And so I think that's a factor, and the fact that they've played a game in between. Uh, they played on July 3rd at Minnesota. Right. And then they played on uh, Saturday as well. Yep. So I think that's the difference, whereas the Galaxy played on the 4th of July on Thursday, and they've had uh, a week plus a day. Uh, so, again, 
San Jose still gets rest, but they're on less rest than the Galaxy right now. Yeah, and it's certainly, again, we talk about betting the schedule, and that's that's one of the things. The other things that obviously factors in is that the LA Galaxy, uh, Guillermo Barra-Shkolota said it, Zlatan Ibrahimovic said it, Dave Romney said it after the 3 nothing loss to San Jose, and I know there's lots of people out there who want to say that, and they, I've heard it, I keep saying that the LA Galaxy got plastered last time. It was a one nothing game in the 82nd minute. Um, that means something, all right? Just the same as the Toronto game was a very even affair and it didn't get broken open until yeah. that second half, really, and it was the goal that broke it open. These are even affairs. Uh, the Galaxy did not get played off the field. They did not get scored off the field. One of those is a redirected... I mean, once the ball goes in, the second goal goes in in that 82nd minute, the game was over. It was done. Yeah, that was it, and you understood that. And the other factor that you didn't mention is they were also without Jonathan Dos Santos, without Uriel Antun, and that was one of those games where you say, we really could have used Jonathan Dos Santos in that game. Yeah. And if they have him in this one and they're at home, that could be a, an ultimate factor in deciding who wins. The other big thing that Dave Romney certainly highlighted after the game in San Jose, and because I went up there, all the stuff sticks in my mind whenever you're actually talking to the players and, and remembering what you saw, is that the that San Jose plays that weird man-marking system, um, and it has thrown other teams for a loop the first time they played them, but it was only three weeks ago. They figured say, it out in the second half <laughs> a now, little bit. Now they know what to expect. They know what to expect. So, I mean, if you're Almeida, do you switch it up again? I mean, I I almost thinking yeah. like hey let's not play that you he know he is the mind flayer he, he <laughs> yes that's what I, that's what i heard we'll see we'll see what he does that's what i heard um so anyway so that's sort of where it stands obviously chris wandelowski is their uh, leading goal scorer with eight goals uh christian espinosa has eight assists for san jose uh this is a game that the la galaxy should and will win i mean there's there's no doubt in my mind do i think it's a giant score i think these two teams are pretty close yeah um, so, so it's like a two-one game for yeah. me, or it's it's not separated by a lot. It'll probably be a lot closer than people will expect it to be, but it's going to be as close as that game was up at San Jose at yeah. Stanford Stadium. I'm picturing more goals. I think like a three-two could be, and uh, the Galaxy's margin of victory just they don't seem to have that that three-zero, four-zero. No. They don't. They don't. This team doesn't seem to have that game in them. So I, I, I imagine them. You know, scoring the goals, getting you know a fully healthy roster, and starting to click. I could see them scoring goals against San Jose, but I think they'll give up some goals as, goals as well. Uh, if they fact, if the, you put in your Rolfs or your your Shelviks who are maybe a little bit rusty, I think that leaves yourself uh, open to get scored on. Um, if you're looking for what I would predict as sort of a starting lineup, I think that uh, Jorgen Shelvik may actually. And remember, I, I should also point out Diego Palentis is suspended for this game, or at least Ooh. I've been told that he's suspended that for this game. That is important to note. That um, is a loss. Yeah, yeah, and it's so tough. he was. He was one yellow card away last game. He got the yellow card. He's now suspended. So he will not be there. So that means that Jorgen Shelvik probably plays on the left. It means Giancarlo Gonzalez and Daniel Starris take up that center position. Uh, in my mind, it's still Julian Araujo out at right back, and I certainly don't want to just throw Rolf Felcher in there, but we'll see what happens. I was going to say, that's what it should be in your opinion, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw Rolf out there. I, yeah, I wouldn't. It's not going to surprise me. I'm not going to yeah. fall over or do mm -hmm. anything like that. Uh, on the right hand side, I would expect that it's probably Oriel Antuna because you're going to have Ima Boatang on the left because I'm not expecting Chris Pontius or Sebastian Legit to play a significant role in this game. Legit, not at all. Pontius maybe as a sub. So um, that's that's one of those things in the center. Um, you know, you're going to be looking at uh, Fabio Alvarez, um, Corona, Corona, and, and, and Dos Santos, Jonathan Dos Santos. Yep, and absolutely. So you move you move Kitchen to the bench there. That's who, who if, if you're winning late in the game, that's the guy you want to bring in to kill the game. Yeah, and, and that's, a, that's a real possibility that happens there. So um, so that's good. I like that there. Who, who do you have playing up front? I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's going to be real tough. Efrain Alvarez? Yeah, yeah you're going to start not? him, right? Uh, it's going to be Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Um, I think that Efrain Alvarez will be given a chance in this game, and it could be for somebody like Boateng, depending on yeah. what it is. Now, 
The other side of this is that they could move Uriel Antuna over to the left-hand side, put Boateng on the bench, and, and put Efrain Alvarez on the right-hand side like he did. I don't hate that. It's not. I, I don't hate that at all. Here's here's the positives from that, is that Efrain Alvarez gets another chance at starting. And at home. At home, so he has the home crowd, he has all that stuff, and you get to bring Boateng off the bench as a speedy substitute, and that's yeah. that could be game-changing. Yeah. Um, so those, I like it. Those I'm, are things. I'm, I'd be happy with either either one of those options. So that's that's sort of what my thinking is in terms of what GBS could do, and he could do a whole bunch of things whenever you really look at it. But um, from the players who look like they're going to be ready, and, and for all those things, this seems like it's a likely outcome. Uh, for me, it's an LA Galaxy win. It should be a win. The history's yeah. on the side. What does uh, 538 Five, say? You know, you know, I'm going to bring up 538. I was say. It's just like my intros. 538 in my intros. It's your thing. Uh, 538 has the LA Galaxy with a 58 percent chance to win. 21% draw, 21% loss. So that's a pretty high percentage when you look around the league, uh, a pretty big expectation. And 538, the way they have their power rankings, kind of has everything's pretty settled, pretty close to the way it shakes out in the MLS standings. So um, the Galaxy look to be a much better team than San Jose, but we'll see. Given the, how recently they've played each other, that might be a factor, and you can coin flip it a little bit. But Galaxy at home, given their history, given the players they're getting back, I, I think they win this one. Uh, LA Native in the chat room gives us a little Pavone update. Uh, Pavone starting versus the Jolos. Uh, so Boca Juniors versus the uh, the Jolos oh, of, of Tijuana. Oh, he first. Uh, about to get out. He's close, yeah. right? He's close. Just, just <laughs> a little, it's a little car ride. I don't know. I don't know if that'd be his first start. Yeah. He it, might come in off the bench yeah. if he's available. But I don't, <laughs> we'll see if, we'll, let's get there first. That's the guy I was going to say. Don't, don't, <laughs> just, it doesn't seem like that's happening yeah. quickly. Um, now, that being said, you know that means they, tomorrow they sign him and, or, you know. Or, or the opposite. Yeah. Deal fell through Pavone's not coming. Pavone's not coming at all. So uh, we'll certainly see uh, see how that goes. All right. Um, let's. Uh, is there anything else you want to get to? I think we've, no, I'm we've good. covered I, it all. You know, I'm wearing the shirt. I've had mezcal. I've done my Stranger Things intro. You're get, yeah. I, I'm feeling really good right all now. All right. Uh, again, we are going to um, you know be, be giving away these shirts that we have. Um, we're not giving away the bottle, though, because I think you and I probably need to to taste sample that uh, a little bit more. Um, so we'll do that. And then, uh, again, hit up Eric uh, as we look for this game on Friday. You're going to already have to have a ticket, have to be 21 and older. Um, but we're going to sort of make our selections, and there's no criteria that we're going to release. So, you know, tell us why you should be there. <laughs> we're it's, the League's Cup of, of podcasts. Uh, <laughs> exactly. We're going to have ball racks. Uh, is that what it means? Is it ball racks? Yeah. They're going to be ball racks inside the speakeasy? Is that how it works? Uh, no. I'd be careful with that. I would I would understand. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, Eric, then, uh, then tell people where they can find you, and uh, we'll get on out of here. You can find me on Twitter at GIS Hammer. You could also hear me on the Guys in Shorts podcast. You can find them at Guys in Shorts Pod. Then you could always follow me on Instagram with a professional foul. You could see who Dennis DeClosa is following. Got you all all covered with that club periphery there. So that's at Galaxy Profile. That's Galaxy P R O F O U L. All right. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Gessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N, and of course, at Galaxy Podcast. Cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can read the excellent article by the Hammer himself. Whenever he was not hammered, uh, he did a good job. So you want to take take a good look and good read through that. Um, and then, of course, uh, head on over to our site for the podcast um, and all of our other coverage of the LA Galaxy, including Larry Morgan's notebook that I will eventually have to put up later tonight. All right. Uh, I think that about does it for us tonight. Uh, for Eric, the Portuguese Hammer, I'm Josh Kessman. You've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com, and we will catch you next time. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast, and be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, 
head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.